Hey everybody, welcome into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. It is Snap Judgments. We are back to talk about Ohio State and Notre Dame with game week practices underway in this building. That's Bill Landis, Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. And you know it's getting real. I, I think Marvin Harrison, if you can see it back here, practice has not started yet. He's obsessed with this jugs machine, fancy jugs it's machine. It's a robot. Well, it's a robot. A passing robot that we saw him use over the summer and make that sensational catch. Out getting that extra work. You can just tell that this this building feels a little different this week. You know, I got to tell you guys, this is off topic, but the Philly vibes Ooh. with Jim Knowles, the podium, Marvin Harrison Jr., the pride of the Philadelphia Catholic League back there getting special work in. It just feels good. I think yeah. the birds are going to win it all this year. There okay. was a lot of Philly talk. Go birds. Yeah. A lot of Philly talk. Uh, do you think that Ohio State's other uh, pass-throwing robot is mad or jealous? <laughs> because, like, CJ spent all this time developing human emotions and trying to learn how to be a real boy. <laughs> and now Marvin's just back here with this $30,000 toy. And I feel feel like CJ has done the work. Uh-huh. He's put in the effort to become a real human. And here he is just relegated to some second-rate passing robot. People think you're probably... Some people are going to think you're serious. Yeah, I'm not serious. <laughs> but I am serious about this week. Okay. And so was Ryan Day. Mm. So was Jim Knowles. Yeah. What a press conference by Jim Knowles. I don't know where we want to start. How about but, the Jim Knowles mystery box? Uh, Where's he going to be? Oh, I thought that they had already determined this. So did I. And I thought that he had said he was going to be upstairs, and then they decided that they were going to play some sort of elaborate game where we had to guess where Jim yeah. Knowles was going to pop up on Saturday. Does this matter at all? I just think it's – we get asked about it a lot. But where was he when he was the defensive coordinator at Oklahoma State? Well, I think both. He's done both. He goes oh he goes both ways, up and down. Yowza. So um, – <laughs> I don't know. Does it matter? That's why I was I was trying to ask more, like with his experience, both. You know, does he prefer to be down there face to face with the players, or does he like the quiet of the upstairs to think about the chess match? And he didn't even want to answer that because he's trying to protect his location. Maybe. Yeah, it was funny though. Maybe I, he's worried Notre Dame's going to try and take him out. Maybe, maybe that's it. He. I would have thought he'd want to be on the field. Just because this is new and it's easier to communicate one to one when you're down there, but he's also, I think, more of of a of a back end of the defense guy. I think you want that bird's eye view. Jeff Halfley was up there. Yeah. Um, they moved Kerry Combs up there last year. Matt Barnes was up there before he started calling the plays. Like I think that's a natural spot for that guy to be. Um, but I don't know. I think. Do you think Ryan Day wants him to be upstairs and Jim wants to be downstairs? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Are you suggesting there's internal strife? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think it's. I don't they think were, it's that. They were really being weird about it. You know, but it, it is just one of those things where I don't know why they're playing that card that way. Who cares? But what do you know is that Jim Knowles said the defense is ready. Like he is hundred percent, hundred percent ready, confident, and and ready to go. That's not the amount of the playbook, though. Uh, right? No, just no, still seventy five on right. That. But they're hundred percent of the seventy five ready to go. Yeah. And they're ready. And what did he say? Attack, attack, attack. That's all they're going to. That's all they're interested in is how they can attack Notre Dame, how they attack Tyler Buckner, the, the first time starter quarterback. I thought the interesting question was asked. You know, does that matter? And he said it actually isn't a good thing because you don't know what you're going to get out of the quarterback when you, you haven't seen him play a full game and start like that. So, I mean, I I don't think he's truly that worried about Tyler Buckner right now. But it was interesting nonetheless to me. You seem to really enjoy. The Jim Knowles experience. Yeah, I just like the guy. I, I like someone who, and, you know, they talked about it. He's from Philadelphia. He talked about how he likes Jack Sawyer to 
talk you know back. about Philly, don't you? A little bit. To talk back to him a little bit and not be afraid to go toe-to-toe with him. And, you know, for a guy that is coming from Oklahoma State into a building like this, into a media environment like this, which is – this beat is larger than pretty much any other beat in the country. Mm-hmm. To be able to throw some some barbs back and forth with media, sort of making fun of people that he doesn't really know, I'm totally on board with that, and I think it's it shows a lot about him and how just how comfortable he is. He was asked about Saturday night, and hey, are you gonna are you gonna take a moment to to, to take <laughs> take it on? He said no, like, <laughs> without hesitation, like nope, nope. not gonna do that. No. The players don't need me to do that, so that's my job is to focus on them. And I just thought the the demeanor and the approach from him is so direct and and except for where he's going to be on saturday during the game but other than that everything is just directed to the point and i just think it's really refreshing yeah i'm glad i could really crack the ice open there yeah that, I, I like uh sometimes when you're in the room in a press conference uh, someone will ask a question and then the next person will go oh that person asked my question and then jim <laughs> jim Knowles retort was that do you want me to answer it the same way again uh we've talked a lot about his his, his need that audio saved yeah, yeah. please forever put it, put it in the hall of fame um <laughs> He has like an uncommon confidence, and we've talked about that before. To be in the mood that he was in today, I, I thought was a little telling. Like this is, he's a straight shooter for sure, um, and I think is, has always appeared comfortable when he's talking with us. But this is the most like laid back, kind of you know back and forth that he's been. And to be in that mode this week when the game is just a few days away, I I thought said something about how he feels you know, about where this defense is going in the Notre Dame game. The head coach, meanwhile, was in uh, not messing around mode. Yeah. I used a different word to describe that yeah. earlier, but this is this is safe for all audiences. He he switched into that uh, assassin mode. Yeah. Is that a fair assessment <laughs> on my part? For him? Uh, the rosy-cheeked assassin mode? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can tell Ryan's not in a great mood. I mean, he's understands today Tuesday practice game week is one of their more important practices of the week and so I think they're trying to get themselves ready for that you could tell he's done some yelling over the last few days his voice a little is raspy little, little voice is a touch uh you know under the the normal decibel level but it's a guy that really understands the assignment here and this season and it sounds hyperbolic to say it but like this season probably determines Ryan Day's entire legacy at Ohio State and that starts Saturday because if they come out against Notre Dame and lay an egg, there's there is a large percentage of the Ohio State fan base that is not going to um, come back to his side of things. And this we have a fly. There's a fly that this is one attacking is, us. He is uh, <laughs> a very aggressive. That's a fly-driven defense out there. Yeah, so, <laughs> but I think that he understands what's what's in front of him, and he knows how good of a team he has. And there are no excuses. Everything this offseason has gone pretty much perfectly for Ohio State. We're entering season opener against Notre Dame. No one's hurt. There's no issues. So put up or shut up. I liked, uh, he was asked whether, he was asked like, how do you control the team like getting a big head because people are talking about maybe Ohio State is the best team in the country or can be the best team in the country. And then he lowered his voice a couple octaves, sort of leaned into the microphone and said, there are no big heads. This team has something to prove. This team has it. Like he's yeah. He lowered his voice to like your octave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> even lower than I can go. Um, I, I again, I thought that was interesting. I think sometimes like we get it's in there, maybe we we read, we read too much into body language and the way that people go about delivering their points. But um, I think it kind of fell into place with what's been the the theme of this off season. This like we've heard enough about people questioning, you know, how tough we are, how, what our competitive level is in a game like this. 
Uh, and I think I think the head ball coach, like us, <laughs> is ready to see a game finally happen on Saturday. Are there different polls that we weren't aware of when we talked about it a couple weeks ago on the Daily that half of the country thinks Ohio State is number one? I I don't remember it being that close. No, that's that's certainly not true. Um, I, I guess like they're being talked about as the one B, I suppose, to yeah. Alabama, but that well, also kind of makes sense. They're being expected to be in the national championship game. That makes them one of the two best teams okay. in the country. All right, All right. I'll accept that. Uh, that'll work for an explanation. Sure. Uh, what else stood out to you today, Bram? Uh, the talk about the defensive line just continues to stay. It's not getting to the point where it's it's over the top, and it, but it's just like, hey, this defensive line is a lot better. This defensive line looks a lot better. We're very confident in the defensive line. Paris Johnson talking about how much better the defensive line is. Ronnie Hickman talking about how much better the defensive line is. Whatever their problem was a year ago, because this is the same group of dudes, so... If, if they're truly going to step up and be that much better and be the game-wrecking unit that they've been at Ohio State in the last six, seven years, this changes everything about the expectation for the defense in my mind. And I guess I'm at a point with them where I'm sort of from Missouri, like go out there and, and let, show me that, that this is real. Mm. Um, but I, it's hard not to buy it when the people who have no reason to bring it up and are bringing it up unsolicited um, are, are constantly saying the same thing. And that maybe they're trying to bump those guys' egos <laughs> and give them confidence. I don't know. But it's either that or it's true. So, And beyond that front, Paris Johnson was talking about, you know, having to account for Steel Chambers and, and Tommy Eichenberg more throughout camp. And he's like, they're so much faster and they're getting different places and they're getting their getting hands off of them it's like how is this possible they're the exact the same, same guys as last year yeah no that's i mean that's that's what you want to hear right you don't certainly don't want to hear the opposite of that like the the i was asking a little bit about seal chambers but i think the answers to him specifically kind of speak for the entire linebacker room they just they weren't very good last year but i think it was more of a matter of inexperience than anything else so to hear that these guys got their feet under them. They're they're harder to play against. I think that's what you want to hear more than anything is, and it's, we've heard it throughout the the summer. Here is, it's just not as easy in practice as it used to be for this offense. I'm, I'm sure they still put up a lot of fireworks in practice because because that's the nature of this offense. But mm-hmm. um, it's good for Ohio State. I think that it's not coming as easily for that group over the last four weeks. Following Ryan Day's serious approach and Jim Knowles, and then bringing Cade Stover out to just be like. I want to. I want to match somebody's face in. Um, what a fascinating dynamic for a media Tuesday. I don't know. Yeah, America. If you there it is. If you haven't America watched, segment. If you haven't watched the live stream of Tuesday's press conference on the podcast, go find it and just fast forward about an hour and five minutes in and watch Kate Stover's <laughs> segment. And if you're not ready to run through a brick wall with that kid, not for him, but with him, because he is going to go through it without you one way or another, (laughs) he's going through it. Like, what an incredible testament to why a kid who hasn't developed on the field the way a lot of people think is a captain at Ohio State in his fourth year in the program. Like, this is a kid that people will follow, and it is really cool to see him just say, you know, he says things differently than most kids (laughs) his age would say. So, I don't know. I just... Pretty awesome to watch Cade up there. Cade Stover is also a 17.5-point favorite against the brick wall. That would be (laughs) a fascinating matchup. The other one will be Saturday night in the Horseshoe, Ohio State, Notre Dame. A lot more snap judgments, a lot more of the podcast daily, uh, and some secret coverage maybe coming. We don't want to give it all away, just just like Jim Knowles. We're not going to tell you until it arrives. You'll just know it when you see it. That's Bill Landis. That's Berm. I'm Austin Ward. Thanks for watching us here on the podcast. Another day closer. We'll see you tomorrow.